Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. And this is The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of X-Files. Yay! Yay. We, as always, are so glad that you are here. I'm, as always, so glad that Claire is here. I I love having... (laughs) I love having, um, like, scheduled girl talk through the week. It it is very very good for the soul. It is. Oh, my dear. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like being, you know, kind of in, like, college again. Yeah, um, yeah, because you're definitely. like, oh, and then at 8 a.m. I go and discuss a topic in depth. <laughs> um, except, it's a little more fun than that. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's yeah, it's a lot more it's fun funny, than that. It's funny, though, that you say the college thing, because when I was in college, I had two really close girlfriends and we just used to sit around and just shoot the shit for hours. And yeah. I just thought that we were the most hilarious three women on campus. <laughs> and that was when I very, very first got my dream of having my own radio show where I would sit around and, you know, talk about dating and guys and things like that. And now I'm kind of, kind of doing it. It's happening. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, we have a fun topic, an important topic to discuss today, but we thought we would do a couple fun announcements. Mm -hmm. The first is that For a while, we've been kind of thinking of how to give a thank you to our loyal listeners and connect more with um, the people who listen all the time, the people who leave reviews. And so we've come up with a cool idea. We've got some really cool stickers that we have created and Mm -hmm. we would like to send them to you. Yeah. So we are starting it up. If you leave us a review on Apple, get in touch with us with a screenshot of the review, and we will send you one in the mail with a handwritten thank you. Yeah. And we've, we've designed these to be like low key and discreet. So no one will know that it's like Mm -hmm. a breakup sticker, you know? No, Um, but it took a lot of effort to make sure that it would be inspiring. In fact, head over to uh, all of the IGs and you can see them. Yeah, we'll we'll share some pictures of them yep, once sure. they once we've got them here, but yep. we've designed them and they are they are winging their way to us right now. Yep. So um, I yeah. love 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 getting things in the mail. I love sending things in the mail. So this is really exciting for me. We are going to trial doing it internationally. Um, so, but everyone just bear with us. Okay. We're going to do yeah. our best. We're going to see what happens. But yeah. Shipping internationally shot. has been weird with this. Um, yeah. But I the... think we can swing it. It, it seems yeah. like if it's a letter, it's, it's letters like, are okay. Yeah. So stickers were it. like the perfect idea mm-hmm. for, yeah, exactly. Sending. We can send them, send they them know. near and far. Yeah. So like I said, DM us the screenshots uh, yeah. with your address and we'll be in touch. Cool. Awesome. So So, yeah, I'm so excited. And the screenshot is just because it, it, there's usually a lag time between like when you hit submit and when it gets posted and then it's not your like real name on there. So we want to be able to send this to you ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but we want to thank you and we also think they're really cute. So, um, definitely I'm stoked. Stoked. 
our next announcement is that Janice and I both have room in our coaching calendars for mm -hmm. the upcoming month. Yep. Um, we have kind of a variety of ways that we work with people um, that do differ. We, in our Facebook group, we have like kind of a menu of, yeah. <laughs> of services. Uh <-huh. laughs> so, um, but if you don't want to join the Facebook group, just go ahead and send us a DM. Like yep. we try to make um, uh, tailor. I know both of us are really open to tailoring our services to like fit your needs. So if you are looking to work with someone one-on-one, -on -one, we do coach separately, just, yeah. you know, FYI. So you're not disappointed. You're like, I can't get both of you. <laughs> yeah. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And so just go ahead and send us a DM and we'll give you more information about Absolutely. Coaching. We love to connect with our audience about coaching and wanting more support. So we would yeah. love to hear from you. Awesome. All right. All right. So let's get going on today's fun episode. Yes. Are you ready to date again? Are you ready? Um, <laughs> I love so, that so much. <laughs> we get a lot of questions related yeah. to dating yes. again in our community. And it may look like how not to make the same mistakes again, how to choose someone more compatible worries about not being able to find someone and just general questions about being ready. But yep. they so all come here down to this one yes. big question. Exactly. And I personally see a lot of people, I guess, in my practice, in the community, in this dating breakup space, who are looking to date again, like right away after yeah. a breakup. And I guess basically because they hope it will make them feel better or now they're really lonely without their partner mm -hmm. around or that they fear being alone you know, forever. And yeah. Yeah. They feel like they're running out of time or something. Yeah. We've been getting that a lot lately. Yeah. Um, and I have very, very strong feelings about using yes. dating as a bandaid. Um, and I also, oh, I recently did a solo episode even on slowing things down. Slow. Um, but also just not getting really back out there, um, before you work on your healing. So uh, exactly. I'm yeah excited to do this episode. Yay. Dating can be fun. Like it can be really, really fun. Yes. It can yep. also be used as a distraction. Um, and it can sometimes lead to even more stress when mm -hmm. certain things aren't in place because we know a lot of our listeners are very intentional people. Yep. Mm -hmm. We thought we'd talk about 10 ways to know that you are ready to date again. So we want you to love dating. We want you to be yes. ready. We want you to be like fully present and in it when you do start again and therefore being intentional about it now and making sure you're ready will help. Yes. Yes, for sure. Um, so we've got 10 ways to know if you're ready to date again. And as with other episodes in which we give, you know, lists of things, um, you know, we're not necessarily saying every single thing has to be in place. Um, and also, you know, these are just our opinions, you know, mm -hmm. you need to do what's best for you. But, you know, if one of these things isn't in place, but you have a really strong desire to get back out there, you know, yeah. go for it. We're not, you know, <laughs> sometimes I think people listen and think that we're, saying you have to have all of this and people yeah. sometimes push back on you know like one thing that we'll mention and yeah. you know what it's not we're not necessarily saying it's black and white or you have to have exactly. every single one checked off um 
you know, you're going to do just what's some best things for you. to consider that maybe yeah. you haven't. So, mm-hmm. all right. So 10 ways to know if you're ready to date again. Number one, you have been single long enough to enjoy it. <laughs> so I am starting out with this one because as everyone knows, I'm pretty passionate about loving the single life. And uh, one of the absolute truest cliches in existence is what you have to um, learn to be your own amazing partner because you, before you can manifest an amazing partner or you have to love yourself first before someone else will love you. Yeah. You have to be okay being alone before you can be okay with someone else. And I think these, this is a good example of a cliche that's, uh, you know, a cliche because it's so true. Yeah. And I a hundred percent believe that loving life as a single person is the best foundation for loving life while dating. Yes. So there's that quote, like if you're not happy alone, you won't be happy with someone. Yes. Yeah, I think it's that's true. what it comes down to. Yep. Um, but if you're just going through a breakup or if you do have a really strong desire for companionship, I know that it can be easy to dismiss all the things I say about it. I've also been there. If this is how you feel, I would say like examine where the pushback or the resistance is coming from when you mm-hmm. hear me say these things. Do you have fears? around being single, you know, that could be something to examine. That could be an opportunity for, you know, growth and self-reflection. Are you uncomfortable spending time alone? You know, that could be a definite opportunity for a lot of personal growth. Um, So after you examine your resistance, just, you know, try it out. I would love to say, just take my word for it. (laughs) Uh, Make an experiment out of it. And I say, when it comes to loving the single life, this is kind of the type of thing that you can just take it week by week you know, tweak things as you go, tweak things on the weekend. And the more confident and comfortable you are spending time as a single person, the more confident you become overall and the more magnetic you are. And then you attract amazing people in your life. So true. Mm -hmm. So true. Like confidence (laughs) is like the, probably the sexiest that's what they say. And I have. definitely believe it. Yeah. I believe yeah. It. I just know like the days when I am like feeling myself, I get way more attention, like just walking mm-hmm. in yep. the supermarket and I'm just yep. like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. hot. I'm mm-hmm. amazing. Yep. You know, like, yep. guys, look at me. It's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure. I get it too. Yeah. So number two, you aren't talking about your ex and the breakup very often. Yeah. So yeah, while confidence may be the biggest turn on in dating, it's also true that one of the biggest turn offs is talking about your ex on the first date. How many times have yeah. you heard it? It is yeah. not attractive. It's uh, it's not. Um, when you talk about your ex on a date, it's just very clear to the other person mm-hmm. that your ex is on your mind. And regardless of what your explanation for doing it may be, the other person will naturally interpret you talking about it as like you're in full resentment towards the person. Yeah. Maybe you're still hung up on the person or maybe you're still in love with the person. So take some time to look at how often you're bringing your ex or the relation up, relationship up before you download the apps. And yes. I just want to say this did actually happen to me. Um, okay. 
And like the explanation for it was that, you know, he had been previously engaged. And so it was like more of a serious uh, commitment or something. And why is that? Yeah, that was that was the logic behind it. I think that was the logic behind why he brought it up. But it's still it wasn't a good look. And (laughs) totally also (laughs) it was clear he was still hung up on her. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I think that something like getting into your past relationship, that's more like third, fourth date territory. Um, and even then you have totally. to be careful about how you're discussing it. Exactly. And I don't know all of the reasons why it's so unattractive. It could just be that it's kind of a societal rule that you don't do this. And so therefore yeah. people think it's gross, but yeah. And also <laughs> Look at- just, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. You, you kind of like, it's, it's kind of like saying my current boyfriend or something. It's like mm-hmm. insinuating that there's going to be another one. So like talking about someone in your past, it just like highlights the fact that any sort of feelings you develop for this person they've had before, which I think, you know, like, obviously they have, like, this Mm -hmm. is the world, like, but we don't want to highlight that, especially on the first date. Yeah, for second dates or even before (laughs) possibly you get together. (laughs) So, you know, maybe look at how often you're bringing it up with friends. Yeah. How often you're thinking about it. Yeah. Before you, exactly. Before you get out there and with some people repellent. Okay. Um, (laughs) I know it's it's judgy, but (laughs) all right. So number three, you aren't spending a lot of time thinking about how great the relationship was, wishing things could just go back to way they were, or hoping that your ex will kind of reconsider or, you know, kind of testing things out to see if there's still a chance. I mean, I don't even know if we need to go into too much explanation as to why this would be problematic if you are looking to date again. But I mean, seriously, if you haven't released your ex energetically, mentally, you're not going to be able to welcome in a new relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not fair to whoever you start dating too, because like maybe they're really into you and you get like one message from your ex and you're like, poof, gone. So yeah, yeah, just think we're going to talk more about the communication with the ex as we go. Uh, But really you need to fully release this person before you, before you start dating again for everyone's sake. Yes. So number four, you are not dating because you feel lonely. Mm-hmm. So dating to cope with loneliness is a great way to ensure that you will settle for the yeah. very first thing that comes along because, you know, you're, you're not in a place to have like that authentic chemistry with someone that isn't like tinged with loneliness and desperation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we have chemistry with a lot of people, especially when using the apps and being introduced to hundreds or dozens at a time. And it can be easy to start spending time with someone you have an attraction to just because you don't want to be alone. But chemistry, as we've talked about many times, doesn't mean that the relationship has the makings for a healthy long-term partnership. And so yeah, this is just a recipe for ending up with someone that down the road, you're like, holy 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as we mentioned with, you know, wanting to secretly get back with your ex, if you're out there dating, it's really not fair for the people you're dating. The people yeah. who want a healthy relationship also want to be desired and sought after for who they are and what they bring to the table, not yeah. to help someone deal with loneliness. Yeah. Fill a it, void. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I would not keep dating someone if this seemed to be the case or if it kind of came out that this was their motivation. I, I, I would think that would be a massive turnoff. Um, and I think even if you aren't telling the person, oh, I'm out here dating because I'm lonely. <laughs> I think that this is the type of thing that you can tell. You can, you can tell. Yeah. And you know, if you're in a place right now, you're listening and you're like, oh, I have been dating because of this mm -hmm. or like, or, or maybe you're listening to this podcast weirdly because you like are dating and you're figuring out like other people's shit. Um, <laughs> And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. I think that actually may be what's going on. Yeah. You no, know, yeah. it may be time to like not date the person who's giving off these vibes. Or mm -hmm. if you mm -hmm. are the person who's giving off these vibes, like being the mature human. <laughs> yeah. And, and cutting, cutting that off. Yeah. Um, throttle back, throttle back. Yeah, exactly. Cause you don't know, like, if you're, dating someone who is mature enough and emotionally um capable enough of picking up on those things mm -hmm. or even acting on it if they do pick it up like you might be dating someone who is in that desperate place too who may not have the strength to say okay I'm not gonna date someone who's not like actually interested yeah. in me mm -hmm. for me yeah. So, yep. It's not, not a band-aid for loneliness either. So number five, this is a, a good one. So you might be ready to date again if dating makes you feel excited. <laughs> so regardless of any timeline you have created for yourself, marriage, kids, whatever you are, if you're not excited about getting out there, there's no point. I, yeah. I mean, I firmly, firmly believe Don't this. force yourself to do something. No, it's not an obligation. You're not going to find someone who you're going to be excited about and who's excited about you. Being in a relationship is optional. I think we put way too much emphasis on it being the default way to live. I don't think that's the case. Um, there's no way to attract someone who's excited about you if you're seeing getting out there as some sort of have to because of of age what not so this is actually the reason why I stopped dating before I moved to Denver is I'd had a really good vacation at one point and I was really kind of excited about life and um, you know rebuilding things after a series of complete disasters over in Melbourne and so I did have what one of my very brief times on Bumble and I went on a date and I just remember, and he was really, I have to say, he was absolutely lovely. I, yeah. You know, he, the type of guy I would have definitely been normally interested in. And I just, I found myself 
just kind of not kind of bored, just kind of not into it. Not I really don't think it was because of him at all. And then I remember when I got home, I just felt like I don't even want to go on the app. It I wasn't excited. So I deleted it. I, I thought this is not the energy I'm going to put out there and it's not worth it if, if this is how I'm feeling. So what if you aren't sure if you're excited about it or not? Or you think you are like I thought I was. Yeah. So if you're not entirely sure, just try one date, ask one person out, set up one date from an app. You'll be able to tell um, yeah. even if you're not interested um, in a date with that person, you'll know you should keep going because you're excited to get back on the app. You're excited to see someone else. You're excited to have yeah. another new experience. And yeah. if you don't feel a hell yes about that, um, just wait a, a little while longer, you know, Obviously, you're at least curious about doing it in the near future, but, yeah. you know, continue to work on things until you get, you know, rip, more revved up about it. Totally. All right. Number six, you have taken a look at your needs, wants, desires, and roadblocks. So if you don't know what you want out of a relationship, you will never get it because <laughs> how are you supposed to ask for it mm-hmm. or find it if you don't know what you're looking for? On episode 36, when we interviewed Whitney Oppenheisen, we talked about her exercise needs, wants, and desires. And so what this is, is like a list of things that you want, but it takes it a level further because when you just make a list of the things you want it's kind of like you're putting really important things and like nice to haves Mm -hmm. all in one list yeah like they're weighted the same and they are not so needs wants and desires breaks it down so you know what are the deal breakers what are the things that I'd really like to have right now and what are the like cherry on top I would love to have this but it's not like if it's not there it's okay so Um, So needs are the absolute deal breakers. So someone who's honest, someone who (laughs) like wants kids or doesn't want kids, like that could be something. Lives Um, in your area, perhaps. Yeah. Any, I mean, it's different for everyone. Exactly. It's different for everyone, but it's something that you're like, I really don't, I would never sacrifice this. Um, But when you get with someone who's like really hot and stuff, sometimes that can blind us. <laughs> so yes. right, yep, you need first. to have it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once are things that you would really like, but they might change throughout your life. So um, like right now you're really focused on your career. So you need yeah. someone or you want someone who is going to understand that you're spending a lot of extra time at the office, who's also very career focused, but you know, like throughout your life, like when you reach retirement age, that's not going to be very important to you then, even though it's very important to you now. So it's kind of like one of those things that changes over years. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's not something like next week you'll wake up and not want. So yeah. 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 And then desires are like, six pack abs likes to go to <laughs> I want a guy with a beard yeah yeah yes yeah something or like a beard that. Mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. um I'm like okay so I guess a desire of mine would be maybe someone who's vegetarian but I yeah. am flexible on that it's no type of deal breaker I just think yes. it would be cool to connect with someone over that yeah um, maybe a brewery owner 
I have a thing for brewery. <laughs> yeah, juice. hell yeah. That, that sounds fun. Um, yeah, even though I'm gluten-free, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I just think they're hot. Um, they're just typically. hot. Yeah, brewery <laughs> owner with a beard. That would yes. be. Yes, oh my God. That uh, if you're out there. Great. Um, yeah, if you're out there. Well, I, mean, I don't even listen- drink beer and that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this, you might not be ready to to date me, but um, yeah. Um, Maybe I'll manifest it. Yeah. Um, well, you know, long game, long game. Yeah, um, I'm in Denver. You never know. <laughs> so, so um, okay. um, yeah. So it's it's those sorts of things. Um, like for example, with the vegetarian thing, like it would be a desire to have someone who's vegetarian, but it would be a need for someone who's not a total like meathead who's gonna give you crap every time you order. Probably. Something yeah. I don't think I could yeah. be down with with too bad of eating smoking would prop would be yeah, yeah something i you would not be flexible who's on. gonna be like oh just try it just try it and you're like uh, fucking rice no. oh uh, <laughs> yeah so i guess the need of mine would be someone who respects my diet yeah there you go yeah so so that that's kind of like a living example of how this yeah. works yeah um, and then roadblocks those are the kind of the negatives or the deal breakers so i think yeah the smoking would be more considered a roadblock rather than a need because you know you want to kind of keep your needs wants and desires kind of affirming like things you want to call in and then the roadblocks would be the things you yeah don't want yeah and the way Whitney (laughs) describes them (laughs) it's kind of like um you know the barriers on the side of the road you know like Things are all well and good if you're in the middle of the road, but when you start veering towards that roadblock, it's going to keep you on your right path um, if you respect them instead of just driving straight into them. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so roadblocks. So yeah, because I think we talk a lot about affirmations and stuff. So you could think about the needs, wants, and desires as affirming what you do want and the roadblocks as like kind of a positive way of listing out the things that you really yeah I mean unfortunately when it comes to dating and interacting with people you do kind of need to know what the deal breakers are and the negative things to look for as well it's just just the reality and uh how easily you are able to complete this exercise will I think also help you to uh, know uh if you're if you're ready and doing the exercise, you know, I think it should be fun and it should get you excited to meet, to meet this person. Yeah. Uh, if you're drawing complete blank or having resistance to doing it. Yes. I or, think maybe. Yeah. Or if you're writing it and trying to describe your ex in the oh. list mm-hmm. um, and you're just oh. thinking of them and they're like, uh-huh. oh, okay, so they did yeah. this. Yeah. They were like this, like, mm-hmm try not to think about any specific person this is like your time to like Mm. write your life you don't have to base it on something you've seen in the wild um yeah I mean if you you learned a lot from your last relationship it might influence the list um but I guess if if that's all you're thinking about then yeah just wait. I yeah. mean, I know when we did the compatibility and chemistry episode, you asked me what my deal breakers were and I could hardly list anything, which is kind of crazy as someone who's in this space. Yeah. And I just thought, well, obviously that, I mean, I'm, I'm not dating. So it's something I need to probably think about a little bit more before I do. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So, living example. Awesome. All right. So this is a very important one. Number seven, 
I don't believe that you would be ready to date unless you believe that you are worthy of love. It is very important to look at your self-worth before you begin dating. Mm-hmm. So do you, des- do you believe you deserve the best? Do you think that you deserve a partner that will treat you like a queen or king? Are you willing to set boundaries and standards for how you want to be treated? That's very closely related to self-worth. Why? We get what we settle for. And when our self-worth isn't as high as it could be, we become willing to accept less than we deserve and are capable of. We find ourselves in unfulfilling relationships. And this is something that I took a while to work on um, after dating a, a fairly, I don't know, large handful, a handful of people who didn't like treat me very well. And I realized like, this is kind of shit. Like, why am I doing this? I had a guy tell me that I was stuck up on a date, but he like wanted to date me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I would have yeah. I would have walked out if that was today. That was several years ago. Yeah. But like, I did. I thought, yeah. why am I attracting this? And yeah, I worked on it. Obviously, it's not a, you know, issue anymore. I've gotten to a wonderful um place, but it took a lot of self-awareness. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. So, building self-love and self-worth is a process. Yes. And yeah. if you commit to it, all of your relationships will become more magical. Building self-love could be an episode in and of mm-hmm. itself, but for start for students, use your journal <laughs> and start writing a list of all the reasons why you make a great partner. Okay. See how easy it is for re- you to write. Like it could be, I'm a great listener. I like cooking for two, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. All of the, just the little, the little things that make you great as a partner, this will tell you a lot. So start with a list of 10 reasons and then add another 10. Yep. Really own each thing that you write. Um, If self-love is something that you struggle with, returning to this list while incorporating other self-care practices will help you build belief in your worthiness over time. The thing is, is like, there's you know, you can say, I'm a wonderful, amazing human as many times as you want, but if you don't believe it, it's actually going to hurt your self-esteem. But if you make a list of things that you truly believe about yourself and you truly do see, even if they're not like the, you know, common affirmations of like, I am highly confident, you know, that you're trying to get to, If you believe something positive about yourself and you focus on that belief, it will grow your self-esteem over time. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So number eight, you aren't trying to connect or get to your ex through social media or friends. This is a big one. Yes, it's a big one. And it's something that people do. Yeah, it's like Mm -hmm. they're still you know, it's, you're, you're just splitting your energy into lots of different directions. Yeah. That is a good way to put it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, fuck, do you want to be more stressed? Um, so (laughs) checking your ex's social media, asking mutual friends about them, posting sexy pics, there's jobs, hoping that they will see, (laughs) or taking any action that you secretly or subconsciously hope will influence them in any way is a, it's a strong indication that you are still too wrapped up in them to welcome someone new. 
like even if you're just trying to distract yourself like it's not it's not gonna work so it's it's really really not and it's it it creates yeah bad bad energy bad vibes yeah and when we say no contact we mean don't even look them up on social media like we're not just talking about talking like one-on-one we're talking about literally pretending they don't exist yeah or at least that no way to see what they're up to or hear about what they're up to exists so this type of indirect connection with an ex creates a lot of energetic space for them in your life that's kind of like what I was saying before with splitting your energy yes into different directions and it's this exact type of energy that prevents a relationship from growing with another person like if, if you're still tied to the past, you're not able to like be fully here in the present with someone Completely. new. Yeah. And even if it is just you who knows that you're doing yeah, these things I- and you're pulling, you think you're pulling it off, mm-hmm. um, you mm-hmm. will be preventing a true connection with someone new. So just, you know, don't dive into that until you're ready. Yes. I agree. I think with some of the things that we're talking about here, it could be someone could be listening and thinking, well, I'm the only one who knows, or, you know, they could think that, you know, they're just checking before bed. And so like, what's the harm, but it just, it's bad energy. And you, you can just tell the universe can tell (laughs) if you're still doing these things and connected to your ex and you're, I'm, it's not going to end the way you want it to, if you start dating again. Okay, so number nine, this is also an important one. You might be ready to start dating again if you've looked at your patterns. Did you take the opportunity that a breakup can provide to self-reflect? I think that there's always room for improvement in relationships and how we interact with with others. Uh, Breakup is the perfect, perfect, perfect opportunity to look at your patterns and explore how you might improve or show up differently in the future. So this can apply even if the past relationship was, you know, the breakup was amicable. Um, if ne- if your patterns didn't necessarily cause the breakup or uh, the breakup was bad, the relationship was bad. Even if all of that is fine, you've still ended a relationship. And I think it's really important to take some time to self-evaluate and look at how you will show up in your new dating journey. Like this is the start of a new chapter. What is that going to look like for you? So can you think of any examples? Um, Okay. So one could be, okay, using myself and I guess some clients as an example, the going too fast thing, you know, and, you know, kind of looking back and realize that I'd rushed into things too quickly and that I didn't want to do that anymore. Or you could maybe think, say that you want to work on your listening skills, your nonviolent communication skills. Um, maybe you felt like you could be more generous, any number of things. Maybe you thought you were mm-hmm. too available, um, you know, little things like that. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, just examples from me too. Like I totally was that person to moving too fast in a new relationship, getting into new relationships too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, without giving myself the time to look at these patterns. So this 
this episode is like 100% a case of do as we say, not as we have done. Yeah. In well, the we've done it. Oh, uh, we, I mean, we've done it both. We've done it. Yeah. Good and we've bad. done it both. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like I, wish I had listened to this episode like Mm -hmm. earlier in my dating journey and that's the thing we love love like we are obviously we think about this stuff a lot like so you know it's it's easy to be swept up so we totally understand um oh yeah but you know, realizing that that is a pattern and being like, okay, I'm going to intentionally, like, even though I'm like, I really want to dive fully into this and, you know, just like totally get swept up in the romance being like, actually, that's a pattern. That's kind of what I've done every time. And Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. want this to just be a repeating cycle. Obviously that hasn't worked for me um, in the past. So yeah communication skills as well I think is something that Mm. most people can take a look at you know yeah I know um I've worked on you know expressing my um I guess negative feelings in relationship or speaking up when I didn't like that someone did something yes it was something that I worked on after one of my breakups yeah 100% I'm right there with you because I yeah I was definitely the person who would hold something in until I just yeah. like I mm-hmm. just couldn't anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you share things in like a way that you are wanting to problem solve with your partner, mm-hmm. like you are a team and you've noticed something that maybe they've done, you know, and you want to look at it together instead of yeah. like I'm just gonna stay silent about it because I don't want to rock the boat but then I'm gonna just like lose it one day because yeah. well, I you can't need to take know, it anymore yeah yes completely and also you need to know how the other person responds yes to being told things or to you bringing certain oh, things up I know time. it was actually right around the time that I was working on expressing myself that I was dating someone and I um, very, very calmly, you know, one day told him about something from a couple of days previous that had, had bothered me and God, he just wouldn't take it. And it was not yeah. even that big of a deal, but I really needed to say it. And yeah. I just felt, well, okay, I guess I know. And you know, yeah, obviously didn't stay together. And that was one yeah. reason. Exactly. He just he felt so threatened by me just bringing this little thing up. Yeah. Could, well, I mean, could you imagine if you brought something that was big? you know like what would happen then so you need you like this is part of learning about your your partner or your you know potential partner so so look at your patterns before you get back look at your patterns so number 10 being around others doesn't make you sad flirting doesn't make you feel guilty Oof, Mm -hmm. such a good one this comes up a lot um it's perfectly normal and natural to feel lingering loyalty and commitment to your ex. This is something that will fade with time, but if you're still feeling it, it's a huge sign that you probably should be putting focus on your healing journey rather than on dating again. And that's totally, totally okay. If this is something that is impacting you, there is a lot you can do to allow it to even help you heal. 
So first, practice observing the thought rather than responding to it. Feeling guilty or disloyal to an ex because you're starting to get out there again, it's a feeling based on a thought and it doesn't mean anything other than that you're just you're still healing. It doesn't mean that you are doing something wrong. It just means you're still healing. So recognize that that you should be together. Yeah. It doesn't mean that that loyalty that you feel to your ex is founded um, or that you should continue it. It just means that you're not quite there yet. And that's totally fine. So Mm -hmm. recognize that it's happening. And then we recommend just setting it aside or even better, get out your journal and start a passage with the words today. I noticed that, and then write about it for 10 minutes. And this really ties into what I've talked about a lot in that thoughts aren't necessarily true. Thoughts aren't facts. I love that one. Um, you know, like just because you're having this feeling doesn't mean that it's true. Um, and so by writing about it as today, I noticed that it's, it's kind of like it's observing yourself and not identifying with the thought, which is a really big, big thing. Yep. And it, it really helps you as you start to interact with, with more people and start mingling again. And um, I do think, though, this is one of the things on the list that I would really emphasize that you probably need to hold off on dating if you're experiencing guilt related to your ex, um, because guilt and shame are some of the lowest vibrations vibrational emotions and there's nothing to judge yourself about you you need to work through this um but they're best addressed before plunging in further by you know continuing to date and like keep the cycle of shame and guilt going yeah yep yeah get it get it out of your out of your universe before you um, yeah don't just bring someone else into lean into it and keep going even though you feel that yeah. way you yeah. know exactly yeah and it's just it, it's not good energy to bring into dating either I mean this is yeah. another thing maybe some listeners think I'm woo woo but this is another type of energy that people can just feel I'm yeah positive yeah <laughs> all right so what did you think of our 10 ways to know if you're ready to start dating again We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear about your, you know, next chapter of dating. Um, If you've had experiences with any of this, yeah, Mm -hmm. DM us and let you know, or let us know what you think. If you want to chat about some of this with other people who are kind of going through the same thing, join our Facebook group. This would be a great thing to have a conversation with about, or this would be a great thing to have a conversation about over there i don't know i really lost it (laughs) join our community darn it (laughs) head over to breakups broken hearts and moving on we would love to have you and we wish you luck you know if you're not ready that doesn't mean you're not going to get ready you'll get there you'll love it Um, yeah but just make sure you're intentional about it exactly and you know notice how we're not putting a timeline on this like you could yeah. suddenly realize all of these things or one of these things and, you know, do the journaling work and really come to an aha moment. It doesn't mean, oh, you need to spend six more months being single, yeah. you know? Yeah. And maybe we're just do, saying, maybe it's six weeks, maybe yeah. it's a week, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. It's absolutely different for everyone. But- I yeah, go ahead. Be honest with yourself yeah. about when you actually reach that point. We're just saying, hey, if you get there really fast, great.
but be honest with yourself. Yeah. You're the one who knows. Um, and you're only holding yourself back if you ignore that knowing that you're not ready. So yeah, completely. That, you're just going to make the problem worse, really. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Oh, take your time. All right. So we are doing another rendition of breakup ballads, toxic or empowering. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. So, um, <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was going to put one in here, but we had one of the members of our community post in our Facebook group that they really loved it. So I was really, yeah, jazzed about doing another, <sighs> another edition. And the one we've got is pretty hot this summer. Yeah. She's been on the show before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was going to, he- I hesitated because of that, but the album is just the thing. Right yeah. Now, so. It's, you know, it's really big in the breakup community right now because it's Olivia Rodrigo. And hey. I mean, come on. There's just like, she, she's got some spicy breakup songs. <laughs> and yeah. so we have to keep, mm-hmm. you know, working through them. And I love this one, Janice. Yeah. You might this not one know of this. Favorites. But this is actually the piano is done by Taylor Swift. So uh, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, uh it's like a re um there's a word for it, but it's it's not like a sample, mm-hmm. but they re-recorded it basically. Um Interesting. From New Year's Day. So okay. um this song is one step forward, three steps back. It's a really good breakup one. So let's yeah. get into it. One step Woo-hoo. forward, three steps back. Yeah. Called you on the phone today just to ask how you were. All I did was speak normally. Somehow I struck a nerve. So as first soon as I heard the lyrics, or as soon as I heard this song for the first time, I'm like, what are you doing? Calling what are you doing? <laughs> of course you struck a nerve. You're calling up your ex. Um, so yeah, not to... Uh, you know, be too judgmental here, but yeah, like don't, don't be surprised <laughs> that your ex doesn't yeah. react in the way that you would like if you do reach out and yeah. try to establish contact again. Oh. Yeah. So like, yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I love that lyric because it just perfectly kind of showcases like maybe the thought process behind someone who reaches out and then is like disappointed with how that goes it, which um, is almost always how it goes yeah I have so many conversations with people about this and exactly. it's like well I want to make sure they're okay or I want to give them a gift or they've had this bad thing in their life recently mm-hmm. I want to make sure they know I'm thinking about them yeah. and I I'm like i I will never say that's okay. Or not that it's okay. Um, I don't want to use that word. I will never advise people to do that because I will always get the person coming back and saying, oh, that didn't go the way I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like perhaps I'm just realizing that, you know, this might have been written before they broke up perhaps because it goes on to kind of like um, really uh, – show how she felt in the relationship and how she felt he was acting in the relationship and that's all kind of in the present tense but that's what I thought when I heard that verse was she's calling up an ex um but then it goes on to say you've got me fucked up in the head boy never (laughs) doubted myself so much like am I pretty am I fun boy I hate that I give you power over that kind of stuff um 
Yeah. Uh, I can keep reading because I think it kind of goes with the chorus. Okay, cool. Because it's always one step forward and three steps back. I'm the love of your life until I make you mad. It's always one step forward and three steps back. Do you love me? Want me? Hate me? Boy, I don't understand. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So like clearly he you know his the way he's acting is making her doubt herself a lot um but we don't know what's going on in his head and just because of what we've been talking about with am i ready to date again perhaps he was in a relationship that he shouldn't have been in yeah and she really fell hard for him and he did not from the impression the whole album gave Uh did not seem to reciprocate (laughs) yeah it's definitely the impression that i yeah as well um the lyrics that stood out to me were this whole um i'm the love of your life until i make you mad yes so that made me just think of you know this pattern that some people have of kind of either threatening or saying they're going to break up like every single fight which that is actually now it's considered to be um abusive to do that and it's just yeah not a good pattern to get into um yeah that's not to me yeah and also it's like he was putting her on a pedestal and then the moment that she isn't perfect in the way that he imagined he's like what the fuck and is mad about it you know and the thing is is we're dating humans who are not perfect um yeah people hear that all right i really really like this next stanza and maybe in some masochistic way i kind of find it all exciting like which lover will i get today will you walk me to the door or send me home crying Mm. I mean, this sounds like one of my relationships and um, yeah, not fun. This is not what a relationship is meant to look like people. I I think that some people do think that it is just um, inherently dramatic to have love in your life. And I disagree. Yeah. This is not a relationship to continue to invest in if you ask me. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's pop culture kind of, I mean, because movies wouldn't be exciting if there wasn't conflict and, like, Mm -hmm. are they going to get together, you know? But it's really portrayed love as this, like, tumultuous, like, just, like, devastating thing, you know? Like, think about the notebook and stuff. Like, we got a message that, like, lifelong undying commitment will come out of a relationship where they're yelling at each other a lot of the time. Completely. Yes. There's all this focus, too, on the fact that relationships are work, which, yes, that is true. But I think people see work being that it it needs to also be hard and just yeah. because it's work doesn't mean it's hard yes <laughs> and it shouldn't be quote work from the very beginning like the honeymoon period should feel that like also, a fucking honeymoon i strongly yeah. agree with that yeah so um this right here so it's back and forth did i do something wrong it's back and forth going over everything i said it's back and forth. Did I do something wrong? It's back and forth. Maybe this is all your fault. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. She took a little turn there. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you know what? Maybe it's all your fault. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's, you know, it's like behavior like this that, you know, she's walking the line between being super in love with this person and hating him, which is like a mirror of how he's treating her as well. You know, he's, he's the, she's the love of his life. And then he, she makes him mad, you know. It reminded me of my marriage. And when things started kind of going bad in the end, there was some crazy gaslighting that I will eventually talk about more on this show, like textbook. And at the time I wasn't able to see it, but then, you know, looking back eventually, I was able to go, you know what? I think a lot of that was actually completely on him. (laughs) Yeah. And I, and feel, you know, good about it and feel like I learned something um, about relationships and mm-hmm. how I was showing up and being willing to take the blame and what yeah. I wanted in the future. And, you know, I do look back and think, you know what? A lot of that wasn't on me. Yeah. And that's not me trying to say I'm blameless. No, <laughs> I hope that that comes it's off. It's just a lot show. of it. But yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I just, I took so much of the blame and it, it wasn't healthy. Yeah. Do you want to lead the, read the last little bit? Yeah. I mean, I think that's the chorus again. So Instead, oh. it's one step forward and three steps back. I'd yep. leave you, but the roller coaster is all I've ever had. Oh, yeah, I forgot she changed the chorus at the end. It's okay. It's one step forward, three steps back. Do you love me, want me, hate me, boy? I don't understand. Uh, I'd leave you, but the roller coaster is all I've ever had. Yeah. This is yeah. huge because, like, breakups, relationships, especially when you're young. You know, I believe the relationship she's talking about happened before she was 18 um, with someone who was over 18. It's Mm. like, oh, yeah. Um, But when you're forming your idea of what relationships are when you're so young, it can be very traumatizing and change how you perceive relationships should be the reward pathways in your brain yes suddenly the roller coaster is necessary to even feel attraction to Mm -hmm. someone um and you have to you have to really work on rewiring those things yourself because your body and your brain has learned that this up and down like high highs and super low lows is what love is And, you know, you may, she may meet someone who's totally wonderful and secure and would be a great partner. And, you know, we hear this a lot. I just don't feel sparks with them or there's just not that, there's not that chemistry. And people read the like stress and drama of this up and down roller coaster as chemistry and you're gonna end up saying no to partners who would actually be a really good fit for you simply because you had one bad experience when you were young and it rewrote how you perceive love yes when you have this type of drama the passion is you know all it's very intense. And so when yeah. you have problems and fights, it sucks. But then normally the makeup period is, yeah. you know, very, very exciting and fireworks. And I think that's what people keep chasing when they get into this toxic dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. So, but this song, what do you think? Oh, uh, yeah. Toxic or empowering? Well, I think um, 
Mm. So it's describing a very toxic pattern. Right. Um, But the way she's able to kind of see what was going on and put it into words, like, yeah, she hasn't made any conclusions that are healthy from it, but the way she's able to see what is happening makes me say it is erring on the side of empowering. I agree. Yay! And I think that the the fact that she is able to look back, even with all these feelings and the confusion about it, yeah. and start to say, you know what, maybe this is more on minute. you. Yeah. I, I think it's empowering. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Oh my God. Olivia is empowering. <laughs> Let us know what you think. And also if you have a song that you'd like yes. us to analyze, and we're also taking suggestions for our happy hour episodes. So if you have a movie, you're curious to hear yes. us. Uh, get drunk and talk about um let let us know we like doing this pop culture stuff yes we love it so we will speak to your ears again very very soon thanks for being here yeah just reminder leave us that review go do it right now yeah we're gonna send stickers (laughs) in the mail head over there now awesome all right bye (laughs) guys thanks for listening to x files a podcast about breakups broken hearts and moving on If you like this episode, tag us on your Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at Claire Lottas. And me, Janice, on Instagram at Janice Formicella. If you'd like to join our online community, find us on Facebook at Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. And here's a preview of our next episode. First, I want to say that you are allowed to struggle with your breakup. Breakups can be really painful. They are really painful. I was DMing with someone this morning and she said, I don't know why this is so hard. And my response to her was simple. And I just said, that's how breakups are. So if you're struggling, I want you to know that it is okay. And I want you to write this down. This heartache is temporary.